the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Are you ready for the word? Praising. This is Pastor Pearson of Word of Faith Christian Center here in sunny San Antonio, Texas. A Bible-believing, Bible-teaching church where Jesus Christ is Lord and you'll never be bored. I want to welcome all of you back to our radio broadcast to pray as being a blessing to you and yours. So sit back and relax as I bring a message from the Word of God just for you. But please, please, please have an ear to hear what the Lord is about to say. Because if you do, I guarantee that you'll be blessed today. So, without further ado, let me bring today's message to you. We've been ministering messages all week on giving God thanks. I hope it's been a blessing to you. Well, we might as well keep it going today, too. Let's hear some more about giving God the thanksgiving and praise that He's rightfully due, so that He can hear thanksgiving and praise continually come from me and you. So, without further ado, let me share today's message with you about giving God thanks. But before I do, I got a question to ask you. Are you ready for the word? Because ready or not, here he comes. They had an expectation. And that expectation is the beginning stages of manifestation. Because through your hope, you'll get a chance to be be able to receive faith. That will bring substance to the things that you hope for. And they wanted to be healed. They wanted to be set free. They wanted to be delivered. They had a problem that they couldn't solve. That regardless of our economic status, we got the same problem. And they were all in agreement on this one thing. There's somebody that can help us and let's call out his name. They said, Jesus, master, call it a God. They didn't say, yo, my mank. They say, Jesus, master. Come on now. The name Jesus means Jehovah is salvation. The name Jesus means Jehovah is salvation. Everybody say the name Jesus. By his very name, people are reminded that salvation is available. By his very name, they're reminded that salvation is available. And by that same name, it also tells them where to go to get it. By that very name, it's telling you that salvation is available. And it's also telling you where to go to get it. Because it tells you Jehovah is salvation. Yahweh is salvation. That Abba, our Father, is salvation. That the God which created heaven and earth has salvation for people that want to be saved. And the Bible says in Romans chapter 10, verse 13, whosoever calleth upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. No ifs, no ands, no buts bodies. Oh, they must have heard that and read it back in Isaiah. Because when they saw the Savior walking, that one that's called Jesus, they called out his name. They said, Jesus, master. I like that. Everybody say master. That word master right there means an appointee over. And appointee over. And it also means commander. So they didn't just see that he has salvation. They didn't just see that he can provide salvation. But they saw that he was a master of the salvation. And not just a master of the salvation, but a master of the sickness that was on him. A master of the leprosy that was on him. And so he can then be a commander. A commander is one that gives orders. A one that not just gives orders, but those orders are followed. And they know that if he opens up his mouth, salvation will be made available. If he opens up his mouth, 
that that thing that got me that came, I can't be set free. I will be set free of what it is that it had right there. And they saw him coming and they opened up their mouths. Now, I don't know if you are people that'll sit there with your mouth shut when there's a problem. I don't know if you're a person that'll sit there looking silly when Jesus is in the house. But when God is in your presence, you ought to open up your mouth and, and articulate out of your mouth your expression of who you see him to be. That you see him as a savior. That you see him as a healer. That you see him as a deliverer. That you see him as a rescuer. That you see him as a present help in a time of need. That you see him as someone that can be able to command the sickness to come off your body. To command the finances to jump in your pocket. To be able to command stuff to be able to happen. Glory to God. That's the way they saw him. That's the way they saw him. That's the way they saw him. Now, how do you see him? Do you see him as though he can really help you? Or you just see this environment as a place where I just go, that's just what we do. We just show up. Get dressed, honey. Come on, we got to go to church. Hurry and get dressed. We don't want to be late. Not because we're going to miss deliverance, because I don't want nobody looking at me. Bunk folk looking at you. Are you listening? You want to make sure you're here for every drip drop of salvation and deliverance that's available to you by Jesus. Everybody say Jesus. Jesus. Glory to God. Hallelujah. That was good. I heard a little kid say Jesus. Praise God. That, that, was that, that fired me up. Praise God. I love when you hear the, chi- the children say Jesus. Where well, they won't dr- grow up cracked up and crazy. Praise God. And the real Jesus too. Not that little cute one that looked like a Nordic skier sitting on no cross. With three, four drops dripping from his head. Come on, not that one. I'm talking about the real one. Jesus the thug. Are you listening to him? I'm talking about the real one. The one that's commander. The one that's in charge. The one that calls the shots. The one that every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess that Jesus is Lord to the glory of God our Father. They called him. They say, your master, knowing that he's somebody that got authority and that can take charge in this particular situation. Let's see what else they said to him. What verse I leave off on? See if you're paying attention. What verse he said? And he said, and they lifted up their voices and said, um, Jesus, master, have mercy on us. Thanks, Ed. That word mercy right there means to compassionate. I like that. To compassionate. A-T-E. Which means to have so much compassion that you extend it in word, deed, or anything else necessary to cause the divine grace to be able to manifest in your life. To compassionate. Glory to God. This is both in word and in deed. See, I love a God that can deal with you both in word and in deed. In other words, they said to Jesus, say something, do something to cause the divine grace, which you are commander of to help us. Say something, do something to be able to cause the divine grace that you are commander over to be able to help us. And they beseeched him and asked him to do so. Let's see what his response is to them. Verse 14. And when he saw them, he said unto them, go show yourselves unto the priest. Go show yourselves unto the priest. Now, stop now. They, 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 they covered with leprosy. He said, go show yourselves to the priest. If they had went up to the priest covered in leprosy, then the priest could have commanded them to be stoned. Because the Levitical law said that they couldn't even come into the presence of the priest until they're clean. And even when they clean, they need to come with an offering. And then they got to show themselves to the priest so the priest can inspect them and say, yep, stuff's gone. And then tell them that they can go on back into society and enjoy the fellowship that is available to them through society. And he said, go show yourselves to the priest. 
while they're still covered with leprosy. But this word also said is the word commanded, which means he commanded them to go do it. See, when you when you get a good word from God, it'll force you into action. But that's good because action is a designation of faith. Action is a demonstration of faith. He says, step out, although your body is still presently covered with leprosy and then go forward and then watch and see what happened. It's word also translate granted like a gift or a wish granted like a gift or a wish. Yes, it might sound like a commandment, but it's actually a gift that's being given to you. See, a lot of folk get have problems when God tells them what to do. But what you don't understand is that same commandment is a gift given unto you because he's going to give you something that you didn't have. He's going to present you an opportunity that you did not have. He's going to intervene in the midst of your life anytime God tells you what to do. So if God says stop, then that's a gift that he's given unto you. Because when you stop, you'll enter into a whole new life that you never had before. When God tells you to start, then if you start, then he'll cause the way that was blocking you to part and cause you to be able to step into a life that you can never live before. God's trying to give us a gift called eternal life. God's trying to give us a, a gift called life and life that much more abundantly. God, God's trying to give us a gift. And it's on the other end of that commandment that he's given unto you. What was the commandment he gave to them? Go show thyself. Go. Go show yourself. Now think about it. If they'd have looked down and looked at themselves, they'd have still seen leprosy. But they wouldn't have moved. But you got to understand, the just live by faith. They don't live by what they see. We don't walk by sight. We walk by faith. Trusting God and believing what he says to the point that we're willing to operate on what he said. So let's see what happened. And as they went, they were cleansed. And as they were, not as they stood, but as they went, they were clean. They stood when he told, before he told them the, the what to do. But they went after he told them to do. All 10 of them. But notice this. And they were cleansed. I bet you they was pumped. About to get reinserted into society. About to be able to be with loved ones that they couldn't be with before. Did you hear me? About to be with loved ones that they couldn't be with before. Because leprosy was a disease that will force you into isolation. Anytime the devil is involved, it forces you into isolation. Anytime the devil is involved, it'll force you into isolation. Because Satan comes to separate. God comes to put together. God comes to restore relationships. It's the devil and any fool that'll participate with him that'll continue to make sure that a, 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 a relationship stay broken apart. Amen. Says in one of them, one in one of them, when they saw that he was healed, turned back and with a loud voice yes. glorified God. Yeah. And one of them, everybody say one of them. One of them, them turned back. That phrase turn back means change the direction in which he was going, which means he was on his way. But he turned around. See, folk who make a turn will come back and give a thanks unto God. He turned around, changed his direction. How about this? You don't like that one? He changed the plan that he made to include the person who just cleansed him. He changed the plan that he made for his little life. He made it. He changed it to include the person who he, who he cleansed. See, a lot of folk who God has come through for do not make a turn and a change to include the person who turned around and set you free. 
or we'll stand at the line and receive our salvation, but then we'll walk out and live like he does not exist. Sunday is an inconvenience. Midweek services is an inconvenience. Let me see if I can fit him in. That's if I can't get over time. The Bible says in the book of Psalm that the, speaking of the testimonies of a God, it says it's more to be desired than silver and gold. Yea, even much fine gold is sweeter than the honey and the honeycomb. Isn't that what it says? There's some folk that won't fit him into their lives. They won't include him into their lives. Now, I'm preaching to the choir right here because you carved out time on a Thanksgiving morning to be able to come up in here before you carve that turkey, to be able to show that you ain't no turkey and come up in here and lift up your hands unto God. Because, see, you were that one that was leprous. You were that one in that situation that couldn't do nothing for it. But you're also that one that came in, came back to be able to give God thanks. And look how he gave God thanks. He came back with a loud voice. He didn't come in there trying to be all quiet, all sophisticated, all dignified. But be, really being petrified. Well, folk got to wake you, it's time to go. Usually the only time you see folk move is when it's time to go. Then a quickening occurs. Ready to jump up and run out the door. Every head bowed. Cattle call. Everybody run. Bless them. Now all of a sudden they got energy. They came back and did it with a loud voice. One of them returned. Praise God. And look what he did. And glorified God. Meaning that word is to render esteem and render glory. He rendered esteem unto God. He rendered glory unto God. And if you can't work with those words, let me give you a layman's term. He made a big deal out of it. See, because when you come back, you ought to make a big deal out of it. A lot of folk go ahead and come back to church, but they don't make a big deal out of it. That's why they yawn all during service. How you going to yawn as exciting of a brother as I am? Nothing else. You ought to stay awake just to see what the heck I'm going to do next. And as loud as I am, you ain't going to sleep. That's why I, 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 I admonish mothers when they first had their babies to bring them up in the sanctuary. Because if they can handle that noise, they can handle anything. If they can sleep during that, they're good to go. <laughs> you can just put them over someplace and they'll be asleep. Break a hat, go on, go on enjoy yourself. Go and get your shout on in your house. Amen. Don't have to have folk walk around, you know, shh, shh, the baby sleep. Shh. Because you're starting a cycle that they're going to have to be dealing with that for the rest of their life. Everybody got to be tiptoeing around them all the rest of the days of their life. Everybody got to always be quiet around them all the rest of the days of their life. Can't say nothing, can't enjoy yourself. They walk around frowning. thinking that this is their world. Hey Amen. I'm teaching real good. Came back and gave glory unto God. 15. And one of them, when they saw that he was healed, turned back and with a loud voice glorified God and didn't stop there and fell down on his face at his, at his feet, giving him thanks. And he was a Samaritan. What they added in. They kind of like broke off from all the giving thanks and all the worship and stuff to just to be able to explain to you who this is. Because we told you before that there's all kind of different people. This guy was a Samaritan. Now, this is deep because you got to understand the Samaritans were considered outcasts in their time. You know, the Jews were considered the, jo- the chosen people because of what occurred with Abraham, who was Abram at the time that he was called out and separated so that God could be able to show through a given people how good he really was and to be able to pre forecast to forecast 
through what people he was going to come so that they would be looking in the right place when the Messiah showed up. So that they'd be looking in the right place so that in case there was somebody from the hood saying that they was the Messiah, they wouldn't fool nobody. There was somebody from the Caucasoid Mountains that said that it was the Messiah. It wouldn't fool nobody. Don't get mad at me while I'm teaching. That's the reason why he pre-forecasted who he was coming through. Not because of any special quality that existed in the people, just so that he can tell where I'm about to show up. I'm coming over there on Fifth Avenue. I'm going to be on the corner right in front of the McDonald's. So that you wouldn't be on Ninth Avenue standing in front of the barbecue place thinking that that's Jesus. Are you listening to me? Don't be fooled why he showed up. It wasn't because Fifth Avenue was better. Don't get mad at me while I'm teaching. It wasn't because Fifth Avenue was cleaner. It's because that's where he wanted you to know where he was coming from. We move on. Praise God. I don't want to make nobody mad up here. But the Samaritans were outcasts. They weren't considered by the Jews. They were considered by the Jews to be, you know, the unchosen ones. Least likely to succeed and be finding anything worthwhile. Now, although he may have been a, in some people's mind, one of the, not to be one of the chosen ones, he was definitely considered in God's eyes to be one of his chosen one. Because God chooses you before the foundation of the world that he might show forth your glory. So, Pastor, are you saying to me that a person that does not give a chance, get a chance to show forth the glory of God was not chosen by God? Oh, no, they were chosen. They just didn't respond correctly to the opportunity. Because Jesus passed by many people that never called his name. But they recognized him for who he is and called out his name and therefore received what it is he had in store for him. Just like you did. Are you listening to me? Just like you did. And although he may not have made all the right choices in his past, that's why they were Samaritans. They were Samaritans because they had started as Jews but chose to go against the word of God. Marry who he told them don't marry. Be who he want them. You know, you know how some of us are. Marry who he told us don't marry. Be who he told us don't be. Bible said, know ye not that your body is the temple of God. And so why is it that you're trying to hook it up with a harlot? Why it is that you're trying to marry that, that cocker spaniel that you've been going out with every week? Come on up in here. You think you got you a big fish, but that's a guppy. Come on up in here. Everybody get thanks. Amen. Praise God. You know, some folk hard headed and do what they want to, but he loved me. But I think I'm supposed to save him. No, Jehovah is salvation. Joe name, Joe name Jehovah. Then if Joe name ain't Jehovah, then you ain't salvation. <laughs> you know how we do marry the wrong people, stuff like that. End up all messed up. But that's what happened with them. They was all messed up. Got, I, got, 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 got pushed away by the people who's supposed to be the chosen people of God. But yet God still came through for him. Although he, they might have made bad decisions in their past, they made a right decision that time. When he called on Jesus, he made the right decision. Now, how many people am I sitting in the midst of that made right, that made wrong decisions before, but made a right decision when they got a chance to see Jesus? Uh, I, ain't, I must not be in here with very many people like that. Because I thought I was in that, that, that dried up church down the block. Praise God someplace. I thought I was at one of those places that's empty. You know those churches that's empty right now because they don't see this as important enough to be able to come, uh, come together. You know the ones I'm talking about? I felt a, a emptiness up in here. Praise God. Praise God. Is it those seats too comfortable? I'm going to ask that question again. How many people up in here made bad decisions in their lives? But when you saw decision, saw Jesus, you made the right decision. Blessed be the name of the Lord. That was the one that came back and said, thank you. Because he realized I made bad decisions before, but I made a good one now. 
I'm glad I didn't sit there and say nothing on the side of the road when Jesus was walking by. But I'm glad I opened up my mouth and recognized him for who he is and let him know that I know who he is. Because the Bible says in Romans chapter 10, verse 8, 9, and 10, but what saith it? The word is nigh thee, even in thy heart and in thy mouth. Word, the salvation that you want is just as close to you as the words on your mouth. And he spoke the right words. That's why he called him Jesus Master. Bible says, it says, it says, but the word is nigh thee, even in thy heart and in thy mouth. That is the word of faith which we preach. That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Well, with his mouth he made a confession unto salvation. And he came back and gave him thanks. Everybody said thanks. thanks. It gets good right here. We're going to close on this point. Praise God. And Jesus, verse 17, answering said, were there not 10 cleansed? But where are the nine? See, Jesus noticed the ones that come talk to him and say thanks. But he also notices the absence of the ones who should be there. He said, they are not found that return to give glory to God, save this stranger. And he said unto him, arise, go thy way. Thy faith has made thee whole. Thy faith has made thee. He he didn't say that to the ones that didn't come back. To the ones that left in the first place, he just said, go show yourself. Why? Because they were going to get what it is they asked him for only. They were going to get what they asked him for only. But see, you got to understand when a person is thankful, when a person expresses their gratuity, their appreciation, for what you do, there's more coming back at you. Anybody ever here been, go to a restaurant repeatedly and had the same uh, a waiter or waitress? And then if you ever tipped them real good the first time you came, it might have gave you pretty good service and you gave them a real good tip. I mean, not just a little regular tip. I mean, a real good tip. But then next time you come back to that place, they remember you. And they treat you different than they treat everybody else. Because you're the one that demonstrated your gratefulness for what I did before. So now I'm going to come, come through for you more. Because you, because you was demonstrated your gratefulness through the gratuity. That's what gratuity is, a tip. It's an opportunity to demonstrate your gratefulness for what, it, what they did. And so because you showed your gratefulness with a big old tip, then they're going to come back to you with better service next time. They're going to come through for you and give you a bigger slice of pie. Come on up in here. More of whatever it is that you like with no extra charges. Come on up in here. They're going to slide something more over to you because of your demonstrated gratefulness. Well, see, to the other ones, they just got a chance to be cleansed. But to the one that came back, he told them, you're going to be made whole. Which means not only am I going to store unto you your flesh, but I'm going to restore unto you everything else that was taken from you. Everything else that was taken from you, I'm going to restore that. Because you're about to be made whole. Well, that's all that we have time for today. We trust that you are blessed by what the Word of God had to say. I hope that you gain any understanding and appreciation for giving God thanks and praise. I hope even more that regardless of what you previously did, that you made up your mind to continually give God thanks for this time forward. If nobody on earth gives God thanks and praise regularly, saints of God, it ought to be me and you. It's our proper response to God, who's been so good to me and you. 
If you want to hear the message in its entirety, just contact the church office at area code 210-785-9238. That's area code 210-785-9238. Or write us at the Word of Faith Christian Center, 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, 78213. We'd be more than glad to get it out to you ASAP. If you're in or visiting San Antonio surrounding areas, come on by and visit us at Word of Faith. We're located at 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, between West and Blanco. Service times are Wednesdays at noon, Thursday evenings at 645, Saturday afternoons at 430, and Sunday mornings at 8 and 11. If you don't have transportation and you're in need of a ride, we'll come and get you. We have a VIP transportation service that's available for every service. We'll pick you up, bring you to the church, and then drop you off at home after it's over. Just call the church office and arrange a ride. Don't forget, saints. Make sure that you're in church on Sunday. If you're not at work, every child of God needs to be in their father's house on Sunday. There's no substitute for being in church, fellowshipping with other believers, and worshiping God in the house of God. I believe every child of God should say what the psalmist said when he said, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. So if you can be in church on Sunday, then be in church on Sunday. You'll be blessed when you do, I guarantee you. And to all of you have been such a tremendous blessing to us. By sending words of encouragement by letter or email to us, sharing with us that you're being blessed by the messages and that you're praying for us, I want to say to all of you, thank you. And to all of you have been so kind to send financial offerings in support of our ministry, we want to say to all of you, thank you. Galatians chapter 6 says, God is not mocked. Whatsoever man soweth, that shall he so reap. Well, since all of you have been such a tremendous blessing to us, writing words of encouragement to us, praying for us, and even sending financial support to us, we know that God's not going to be mocked concerning you. He's going to do what he said that he would do. That is, make sure you reap the harvest from the seed sown by you. We thank God in advance for all the blessings that are coming your way because of your being the blessing that you've been to us. May God richly bless all of you for blessing us as we endeavor to do what God has called us to do. That is, be a blessing to a blessed people like you. So once again, thank you for being a blessing. Don't forget to tune in to our broadcast next week for more of this life-changing word we have in store for you. Call a neighbor, call a friend, tell them to tune in. But when you do, know that we're going to ask the same question of you. That is, are you ready for the word? Y'all stay blessed. See you next week. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 